This is a Niche Radio podcast. For more, visit www.nicheradio.co.za. Good morning. On this chilly Monday morning, I'm here with Bertu, which is from Altu, and uh, one of the well-knownest red wine um, estates within the country. Actually, we were chatting now earlier about with regards to how old Altu actually is this year, and we see 100 years, which is quite a long time for South African wine. So, um, Bertu, it's lovely being here. It's just Thank very you. chilly. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, it's this time of the year, so uh, we yeah. need the chill for the of course, to, yeah, let to... the plants rest and everything. So yeah, yeah. It's okay. good to have some. Of so we're doing a come wine with us in July in Joburg mm. with Altu, and uh, that's taking place on twenty. 4th and 21st of July and uh, we nearly sold out so we're very fortunate about that because people are always excited to drink red wine in winter so yes but um, yeah from my side of how it all started I think I met Bertu in Stellenbosch for Briar 2 quite a few Briar 2 (laughs) and it was much fun and we always had good wine and Bertu made sure of that and um, since then you've evolved working at Altu and tell us about the background how did did it all start? Yes, well, um, all too, well, besides the fact that we are celebrating our 100th sort of anniversary this yeah. year, um, we've only had five winemakers in the past, and I obviously, I've worked on a couple of other yeah. estates before, and then my father was the winemaker before me, and I took over from him uh, in 2015, 1st of Is May he? 2015. Yeah. How long was he here? He was here since 2000, so probably about yeah, 15 years, yeah, 15, years. So 15 vintages, yeah. yeah. He's only been on two Two farms, the one Nedlings off on the other side of Stellenbosch and then and then Altu, yes. Awesome. Yeah. And then your father brought you underneath his wing <laughs> and uh, did you do well, some prakia? What was your history? Did you go and study at, I presume? Yes, I, I studied at Stellenbosch and then uh, couldn't find a job back then. It mm. was uh, it was tough. The industry was going through a lot of changes. Um, so my first job was actually a viticulturist at uh, Citrus Dahl Cellar. So it's quite a drive really? for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I learned a lot. I must say it's uh, I've got a big uh, love for for viticulture as well, yes. um, and it plays a fundamental role in, in wine. In everything vineyard. starts there. It's a cliche, <laughs> but it does. Mm. Um, and then I moved on to Kleinersalse in Stellenbosch, and then after Kleinersalse, I went to Boschendal for, for DGB, and then yeah, then went through all the steps to to go yeah to, to come to to Alto, yeah. Okay, great. And red wine has it always been in your blood? You know, I I, I actually miss uh, I miss white wine. Um, I still love white wines. I think. Uh, we produce some of the best in the world, um, but you think you know if you if you think about it, actually, when if someone asks you, you know, what was your favorite wine you've ever had in your life? Yes. Not that I can pinpoint one, but I think 98 percent of the time it will be red wine. Yes. So people tend to talk more about red wines. I think white wines are here. It's classic. It's it's very good. It's you know, but they tend to the public tend to talk about it for one year, two years, you mm. know, and then. You sort of move over to new vintages mm. where wines that you can remember that are great from great vintages they tend to you know you can have a conversation in 10 years time about yeah. the let's say cabernet that you tasted or whatever and you can actually go back and still drink the wine and it will still be good so. yeah. old world new world styles type of things um in a nutshell what are we doing here are you taking inspiration from let's say um france yeah. um where where do you draw your inspiration from I think um, if you look at our um, terroir and our wine styles in Stellenbosch, I mean, some other areas might differ. Yeah. Um, but for Stellenbosch, I think 
um, we are sort of a, a good combination between the new and old wines. I mm -hmm. think we've come a long way uh, from having really old world style wines in the 70s, 80s, um, maybe early 90s. And I think then we moved over much more towards the the, the modern style of, of wine, um, if you think of, of, of Shiraz, for instance. Um, but I think for us as a South African industry, we are still start or still, you know, where we are, where well, we want to go. Two. Yeah, we are sort of in between. And uh, and that's what I like about it, because you can have all the freshness and the refine and the sort of full, rich fruit from the new world, but you can also have that classic elegance, um, you know, and you can bolt those two elements into the mm. same wine. And I think that's where... That's where my sort of midway lie at the okay. moment, yeah. I would like to produce something like do that. Do you prefer blends or do you, do you like your straight up cabs and shiraz and so forth? Um, I, th I think a blend is probably the perfect wine that you can produce. But for us at the moment, we're focusing a lot on Cabernet Sauvignon. We have about 50% of the vineyards are planted with Cabernet Sauvignon. And uh, then we also focus on a single variety Shiraz. And of course, then we have the Alte Rouge, which has always been a blend, and it will be a blend from yeah. now on and continue. And that's a set recipe that you follow oh, every year, or is it a bit of it's, a... It's not completely set uh, or cast in stone. Sorry, um, this is a farm, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, so it's, it's not completely cast in stone. The, the blend will always differ through the year, but uh, the style of the wine will be the same. The wine's DNA will be the same. Yes. So some years we... Have the, the backbone of that is, is Cabernet Franc and Shiraz and Cabernet Sauvignon, a little bit of Merlot, a little bit of Petty. The percentages will always differ and, and obviously the, the styles from year to year, but I think the, the DNA of the wine should be the same and you will always get the same style, fruit, everything in yes, the wine. Yeah. Yes, and consistency is key. I mean, how many liters do you actually produce of um, well, well, Rouge? Well, let me put it that way. We sell about... <laughs> we sell about... Uh, just under 2,000 bottles of that a day. A day? Yes. So you can in all, in trade, in... Yeah, and it's, and it's uh, mostly sold in South Africa. We have some one or two other markets that we export the wine to, but focusing mainly on really? South Africa, Namibia, Botswana. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Yes. That's 2,000 every single day of the year. <laughs> yeah, let's say 1,700 and something. So okay, uh, yeah. we'll make the math very, very, very close to that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, awesome. And you are born and bred Stellenbosch. Yes, I was uh, I was uh, born on Nietlingshof actually, or okay. not on in the hospital, but then grew up on Nietlingshof the first part of my life. So you come and from a wine farm. As I well. come from a wine yeah. farm. Yeah, my grandfather uh, was also a viticulturist or a farm manager on Nietlingshof, and then my father was the first winemaker on Nietlingshof, and then obviously he moved from Nietlingshof here. And uh, yeah, so the love for wine was started started oh, at a young. young age. Yeah, yeah. So um, did you also poke your bottle into the bottles when you were a child and then tasted <laughs> the yeah, wine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we did all the stuff that you're not allowed to say, but <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think we I did. I actually did still have pictures of myself doing it with bottles of wine. <laughs> My mother's got it at home and was That's actually serious. one time bring it, and I was literally with white wine. I was loved white wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and poking, and it's just part of it. No, I mean, no, I was we... chatting to Izel about it the other day, and she said. What's lovely about it, we, we grew up with wine where we were sort of used to, yeah. like on a Sunday you had a little exactly, bit and, exactly. and you were taught about it yes, and the education yes, yes. around it. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's funny that you mentioned it actually, because I mentioned to my children the other day, I said, listen, because um, they always ask for a slicky. You know, yeah, of course. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then I told them, listen, but I think we should start or get the, the whole thing going again of Sunday lunch together. And you have a small glass of wine because that's what we used to have. That's what we did. Yeah, you have yeah. that, and uh, sometimes it's uh, 
the wise days better than other Sundays, but yeah, uh, yeah it was uh, it was a learning curve from from young, and, and yeah. you appreciate those things much more now than you used to back then. So yeah, I mean, we started with sweet wine. Yes, I can remember. Yeah, no, no, it's, I think it it should be part of our. Well, I think everyone should give their children, yeah. small, you know, introduce them to something that's good. Yes. And uh, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's actually, yeah, you need to do it. Mm. It's important. Talking about that, um, tell me, what is your, if I may ask, what's your challenges in the wine industry in South Africa? Um, you know, we, I think, uh, yeah, there's some stuff I'm not allowed to say. <laughs> That's fine. Just think fine now, but overall, uh, you know, I think it's it's uh, agriculture in South Africa is a challenge. Um, um, it is not, well, first of all, not the most agriculture-friendly um, environment that we actually farm in, um, and that is nature and the South African, mm. you know, the situation we have. Um, but I think if you focus on the on the positive things, there's more than enough positive things to oh, take out. Agree, yeah. And if you can turn all your energy, all the negative energy, into positive energy, it's just I just want to make the best wine and the wine that people will remember. That's that's true. bottom line. Yeah. And then the bank must also balance it. The the bank, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to make good wine, but you must make something. Do you, to... do you have some friends in the bank industry? Uh, yes, I do. Okay, so that's good. <laughs> but fortunately, I don't worry too much. I just manage the finances, but it's not my money, so it's okay. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, it's it's all part of the business nowadays. I mean, those days of of making wine and. Uh, just you know, it's just you and the farm. That those days are over. You you are a financial manager. You have to, you are accountable for anything that that happens yes. on the farm. And uh, from basically from cutting the or mowing the grass or mowing the lawn, right through to customer complaints. Okay. And you need to you need to be able to to answer each and everything in between. So yeah. What would you say is the most crucial thing in that chain to always have a look out for? If you got a for your from your experience being with Altu, what do you think is where do you really know that that's how you're managing your wine well i think it's a satisfaction from customers at the end of the day i think they uh it's the appreciation that people show when they taste the wine or when they when they when you see a picture somewhere yes. and it and it has a bottle of alto on or um yeah something like that for me is 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 it's priceless it's mm. it's not necessarily awards and medals and whatever it's it's day-to-day -day consumers that actually um they just love the wine, and, yes. and it's good to hear that. And um, being in the last couple of years, we've put a lot of emphasis on Rouge again. It's yes. a wine that sells at a very cheap price. Mm. Um, but the quality is good. And quality and consistency is, is what's key to that wine. So if we can just make it better and better and better, and better for the customer, because the customer, not everyone can buy 300, 400 rand a bottle mm. wine every day Perfect. and enjoy it. But, but we want to, I want to offer them some something that they can drink and they will know it's, yes. it's Stellenbosch and it's quality. Yeah. I saw, I had a sneak peek, you had a rosé inside here, but it's a Cabernet rosé, which it's is quite interesting. Rose, yeah. we, Tell um, me about that. Ach, it's only available from the, from the, uh, the cellar. cellar door. Um, main reason for that is just because, you know, sometimes in, in summer we have 40 degrees Celsius. Tell me, um, how versatile is Stellenbosch's soils here? What, what would you say, it, I know it's great with mm. red wine, and you've got the golden triangle around yes. here in this area. Tell us about the golden triangle, why is it so special? Basically the golden triangle is just an area which, um, which you find top quality wine. Um, it stretches from the Stellenbosch mountain, that sort of the foothill in Stellenbosch, and it goes all the way 
probably to about Raithby on the behind us. Um, mm. And then obviously the two mountains forms like a, a triangle, and that's mm. considered the Golden Triangle. It's not a. It's just an area. It's a. It's a nickname for the area that we that we are situated in, and we are slap bang in the middle. Um, and there's a lot of quality producers that we have in, in this triangle. So uh, yeah, in terms of versatility for soil types, um, our area. I mean, if you take our neighbors as well, is particularly well suited for for red wine. And it's not just that the the soils. I think sometimes we have soils that might be too rich. So one of our um, one of our areas where we work a lot on is basically not having too much growth in your in your vineyards mm. and actually let the plant concentrate on the fruit rather than you know growth. Okay. Um, but if you if you look at our neighbors, I mean Cabernet Sauvignon is really this is Cabernet country. Um, Stellenbosch really does well with Cabernet, and we are north facing as well. So mm. I think all the elements that goes with the north facing slope is in the southern hemisphere. It's your warmer slope, so obviously you will have a lot of sun. And being in South Africa, obviously that's never a problem. Mm. Um, but then we are also our proximity to the ocean is probably about six kilometers as the crow flies. So then you're in False Bay and, yes. you know, you don't swim there usually because the water <laughs> is too really cold. And so, the sharks. Uh, yes. So we have the Cape Doctor, the southeaster, blowing at about, let's say we've got nice warm mornings, but 11 o'clock, half past 11, the wind will start blowing in, southeaster comes in, and it brings the temperature down. I mean, I've checked the temperature any, at the bottom here versus the top, anything between three and five degrees Celsius difference, yes. and that's a massive difference. Sure. Um, so what we then have is, especially on our border varieties and like Cabernet, that just lengthens your hanging time. So you have slow ripeness, you have cool sunshine. But that's also and good for development of flavor. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So then you don't have the accumulation of sugar like that, but no ripeness in terms of tannin ripeness. Mm. But if you can have your tannin ripeness and your sugar accumulation running sort of together, then you Harmony. then you've got a yes, then you've got the perfect wine. And obviously it's not just us; it's our neighbours as well. I think we, yeah. we produce. Talking about your neighbours. <laughs> Whose wine will you drink if you don't drink your wine? No, I I try not to drink uh, our own wine too often. Um, yeah, no, we I I, I enjoy white like? as I say. Yeah. I I like Chenin. Uh, um, I like Sauvio. I like Chardonnay. It it just depends. depends. I think um, South Africa produces top quality wooded Chardonnays mm. nowadays. Um, sometimes a little bit expensive, but uh, but really top class wines. Um, Reds, I I really enjoy blends. Um, yeah. I really think you can build sort of a perfect wine with a blend, but otherwise Cabernet is king. It's uh, it's, it's still like that. Yeah. Yeah. Our Cabernets taste quite different than other markets or other types of Cabernets. <laughs> you think? What is our typical Cabernet character in South you know, Africa? If, I think that's also a very interesting tasting we did the other day was just Stellenbosch areas. So we had the Bottler Raïls, we yes. had Simonsberg, we had the um, Jonkershoek sort of wines, we had the Alderberg wines, we had the Fora area and Somerset West wines. Mm. It was amazing to see just in, let's say, 20 kilometer radius, the difference that you get in the wines. And um, I think every area has got, you know, something that, that comes from that area that makes it special. I think Alderberg, for instance, has got a... A Feinbos character in the wine, yes. um, a sort of a baseousness that people often refer to. Yes, the wine is green. It's not that the wine is green. It, it depends if the wine is in balance and uh, the quality. It, it comes from the fruit. Um, if you look at the, the Simonsberg wines, are very nice, very pure, very clean wines. A lot of red fruit character. Mm. Um, if you look at the Jonkershoek wines, for me, I can taste them out from a mile. You can you can taste. It's got the classical. A much more classical flavors and pencil shavings as well that you don't find in all the other areas. So I think we have, with all these elements that we have, we can actually 
put a world class performance on camera. Okay, yeah. give them the whole thing. Yes. Yeah, and what's your seeing around, like, say, competitions and things? Do you think it's biased? Or do you yes, think um, it's sometimes irrelevant? There is so many, that's yes, what I'm asking. Yes. So what is really relevant and what not? What do you think? Yeah, yeah. It's, it is difficult because sometimes, you know, like <laughs> my old, the old people used to say, if you want to catch fish, um, your lines must be in the water. So you can't really say, I think competitions are strategic. You need to, you know, you need to decide before the time where you want to be and what you want to enter in. Um, it is expensive, you can't just enter for into yeah. everything. If you enter into the international competitions, it's sometimes up to a thousand pounds or a thousand Jeez, euros a wine. Yes, yes. Yep. So it's, it's, it's a lot of money. Um, and yeah, for, for our total package to enter. But I mean, it's a lot of money, so you have to budget for that. But it is important, yes, because especially if you play in a market where you, um, where you have a lot of wine to sell. Um, and in big distribution. Big distribution. Yeah. I've seen stickers help. Mm. <laughs> Um, but it's not uh, it's not the beginning and the end for me. Yeah, no, but not. South Africa is different. Where I find sometimes in France you mm -hmm. go, the more you pay, that is what you pay for, and that's what you get. Yeah, yeah you can pay sometimes forty rand a bottle of wine, and, and it's, it's a fantastic, really great yeah. bottle of wine. Yes, we um, we offer we definitely offer fantastic quality at a at a quite a low price. Um, but we want to we need to move away from that. I mean, it's a bit to um, our detriment, I think. Yes, sometimes. if you if you work the calculation back from forty rand. I mean, the farmer must either have 60 tons a hectare, which is basically impossible. I think the average of, of Stellenbosch grapes is probably seven and a half, eight tons per hectare. Um, but so, so we need to, in South Africa, we need to take a decision and decide, listen, we're going to pay, we need to pay more for wine mm. uh, and definitely quality wine. But don't you think it is with the thing I was chatting to the other guys as well. It's the bulk that we're selling a lot yeah. and the perception. Yeah, perception is, uh, we need is to. Is your biggest yeah, issue. And perception is. You know that we've we've had industry players and you know that that said no listen we need to make a decision we're not going to sell under this price but uh, uh, as you know South Africans there's always one guy that will be willing to sell <laughs> somewhere so uh, so uh, fortunately we are not in the bulk wine business but I've got a lot of of colleagues and friends that that operate in that and um, there is definitely a market for those wines but we need to have we need to have good quality wines change perception but, yes we, and we need to change the perception yeah because. Not if cheap you, and cheerful. Yeah, but the premium yeah. wines as well on the shelves yeah. overseas, you see it's, it's selling for more expensive, but not way more. Yeah. You know, there's some more French wines and so forth that's yeah. much more expensive. No, no, that's true. No, I think um, if you look at, uh, you know, a decent price point in France, say, say let's say, in, let's say in, in the UK, you pay, and you're willing to pay 20 pounds a bottle or whatever, and you work it back, um, I think, we can produce top quality wines at three, four, five hundred rand a bottle, and we can really stand up to anything in the world to that. Mm. Um, but yeah, as you say, the perception is South African wines shouldn't be that expensive, no. and we need to change that perception. But people tend to, I think, experiment a lot these days, don't you think? Or do they stick to one brand if they're very... What do you think? There's a lot of, of brands that people want to develop with supermarkets, and, and, and it works for some guys. Um, We've had one wine that we sold in the UK, but you know, whenever they do all the decision making and, and they say, no, we want this, we want this, and this is what we're going to pay you. And then whenever they don't sell anything, that's also our problem. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a cutthroat business. It's, it's difficult. And I think we're in a very fortunate position to have 95% of our sales locally. Um, we that's know the South African consumer. Yeah. We, we, I think our market is pretty stable. People, the, the brand Alto Rouge is so strong that yes. um, 
sometimes I go to a wine show and you ask the people, now, do you know the wines from Altu? No, they don't know Altu. Altu Rouge. <laughs> yes, yes, we know Altu Rouge. You know, so they, the brand is so strong that they actually think that this is this place is called Altu Rouge. Yeah. yeah. So I think at the end, if we can do one wine, we can just make Altu Rouge, Altu Rouge. and sell it at a good price point for everyone to enjoy, and, and that is it. It's a very so, yeah. special place to be at. It, it is. For I hope you never take it for granted. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, tell me about your family. You know, you've got a wife. You've got how many kids? Yes, uh, I've got a wife and two children. Yes. Uh, the daughter is the oldest; she's eight years old, and okay. then the son is uh, the well, number two, and he is five years old. Yeah. Awesome. And they're yeah. very interested in wine as well. Yeah, they like to taste all the time. So uh, <laughs> yeah, when uh, it was so funny last year when we did the barrel tastings for the 2017 wines that we bottled, uh, estate wines, Cab and Shiraz. Um, my son, he wanted to taste each and every barrel with me. Oh, I promise gosh. you. So I said, no, Skalk, you can, only, <laughs> you can taste two. <laughs> so you can taste this one and then the last one. Otherwise, oh, uh, your mother is not going to. But it's nice amazing that they show interest. Yes, yes. No, no. Um, as if he shows interest in wine, but it's yeah. more about the quad bike at the moment. He just wants to go <laughs> on the quad bike every day. So, yeah. Tell me, how big is Alto? Uh, we have 93, 92 and a half, 93 hectares of vineyards. Yes. Um, the total area of the farm is about 190. So we have a lot of soils it's up big, in the mountain. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, uh, I mean, production-wise, we have a lot of Cabernet. So Cabernet is also your, your probably one of your worst bearers, if you can put it that way. Mm. Um, and so we have... Why is it your worst bearer? It's just, uh, I think it's the inherit plant DNA yeah. that just gives you that so we, we do get some vineyards better than others but yes. um, it, it, it tend to be quite 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 a low bearer um, but quality but, it can produce yes so. quality it can produce yeah I think that's also the reason why the Cabernet plantings in South Africa as a whole is decreased a lot mm. um, I think people planted Cabernet in areas where it shouldn't be mm. and secondly and they also realize they're planting more white well, there is overall more white. Yeah, I think, uh, I think uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think Shiraz has overtaken Cabernet as the number one red sure. wine variety. Um, better so bearer? people are Yes, much better. better bearer. So you can get 20, 25, 30 tons of Shiraz, um, where, where Cabernet will always be a shy bearer. So um, if you look at our situation, we have 50% uh, Cab, and then equal portions of Cab, Frank, and Shiraz, and then a little bit of Merlot and a little mm. bit of Petit Vidot. Um, so we are... and. On average, we only have just over 80 hectares planted every year. So we, we are in a continuous um, replanting program yes. so to put in new material, uh, better material, cleaner it never material. Stops, eh? It never stops. So you have to reinvest in your vineyard all the time. Uh, something exciting that we're doing is we're going to plant uh, Malbec next year. Oh, stunning. So we haven't had Malbec and then we have the five Bordeaux varieties. So, um, Which is typical Argentinian, yes, isn't it? Yes, yes. Yeah. And I think South Africa produces fantastic Malbec. Mm. Um, but the same climate sort of. That's very, very, yeah. very similar. Um, but we, we'll probably not, we'll not uh, bottle Malbec on its own. It will be a contribution for the Rouge <laughs> and then to have a five-way Bordeaux blend. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. So that's something new. and. Uh, yeah, so we do about, this year the, the yield was quite low, so I think it was a four or five years drought that we had. But uh, if we're back on track, we'll probably harvest 850 tons every year. Sure. Yeah. Good yeah, so it's it's, yeah. it's a good quantity. Yeah, awesome. good quantity. Show us your wines here. Let me testing. I'm really enjoying this. Was it the cab? <laughs> no, this was the Shiraz. Shiraz. The oh, first yes, one was the Shiraz. So this is the 2016 Shiraz. Yes. Why um, do you like this one so much? You know, it is, um, it's my first vintage that I did here on my own and what I like about the wine is 16 was quite a challenge because it was, it mm -hmm. was, a, it was a dry vintage. Um, 
we had a it's got a beautiful texture to it almost a grainy sort of tannin mm. which i really enjoy and this wine very funny about this wine but you, you don't always find a wine that goes well with spicy food I was about to and ask you about food. You, it's, yeah? it's so amazing. The other evening we had uh, deboned chicken thighs and they were marinated in a prego sauce. Oh. And they are nice and spicy. And so I fried it and um, this wine was just fantastic for that. So I will definitely a, try it for no, spicy No, it was food. unbelievable. And usually it, it doesn't work. I mean, yeah. Shannon's work and maybe a richer Chardonnay, Kabusta, yes. yeah. I mean, those type yes. of wines work, but not red. I will tell Amori about it because Amori <laughs> is doing your food for our event at mm. der Linde, which is in Linden, which is a lovely restaurant. Fantastic. And it's brand new and she's doing something with chicken. So okay. maybe I'll, I'll, I'll let maybe. her know as well. It likes a bit of we spice. We just make sure that she gets a bottle of wine. Maybe I did send her already. Oh, did. Yeah, okay. I sent the no, samples. She's tasted all your wines. I'll okay. tell her recommendations from the winemaker. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, good. This is lovely. We don't have a spittoon, so we have to finish this totally. before we get to the Cabernet. <laughs> yeah, so Cab, obviously, um, Cab is, is, as I said, close to art, so um, we uh, put a lot of effort in the wine, put a lot of effort in the, in the vineyards to get really the best that we can. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a heartbreak sort of variety as well, because you can have, you can have a fantastic vintage and then the wine you know it, it's it's tough it's 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 easy to produce a good quality shiraz um but with cab you need to start with the right ingredients unfortunately we have that in this area but you're you must taste all the time it's, it's a very it can be it's almost yes, pretty much it what can, you're saying it can be mm. it can be definitely that's a lot yeah. of risk then eh? yeah it is <laughs> but i fortunately we have a lot of building blocks here so yeah. we handle each and every uh, block separate uh, even in some vineyards we also do separate harvesting there um Everything is kept separate right until the end, and then we have the. Then you blend we, it. Then we blend it, yeah. So it's a, it's a combination of probably twenty different barrel lots that we have, yeah, Jeez. ranging yeah. from. So in a way, you are blending. Yes, You're yes. Just blending yeah, yeah. the same variety. Exactly, you're just blending yeah. the same variety. But that's that's what makes wine interesting. Is you you need to find that balance. And people say blending is not always between cultivars. It's, it can be you know a little bit. This has got well. a little bit more wood. That's got a little bit more richness. That's a little bit more fruit. So. Mm. Now you have you have more than enough wine, so you have to choose now. You know, so it's also, also difficult. Uh, barrels, French, American, yeah. or just French? Um, in the cab, uh, we have about 100% French, yeah, of which 60, 65% is new. In the Shiraz, I use a little bit of American oak for that, a little okay. bit of, of blonde toast barrels. Um, yeah. yeah, it just gives you... Uh, American oak for me is like salt and pepper with food, you know. You, too much is overpowering, mm. uh, but just the right amount makes the wine better. So okay. it's there. It, you must use it as a winemaking tool. It must make the wine better. Yeah. Mm. And other no, foods okay. that you love with your wine? Meat. Meat. <laughs> meat, no, is meat, man, is meat is meat is easy. It <laughs> always works. We've got fantastic meat in South Africa. What's so. your favorite meat? Oh, yeah, Kobe beef before. Uh, yes, I have. No. I have. I have. Um, but that you can't find here too often. No. <laughs> you can find it, but uh, yeah, it's a lot of money. There's, there's oh, you know, there's really nothing that co that can beat a, a nice karua choppy. Oh yes, always lamb. a lamb. Mm. It's always the best. Um, it's a minty cab. Yeah, you can uh, cab, 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 and red meat goes together. So yeah, but um, I like a but I also, also I also enjoy fish. I also enjoy enjoy lighter meals like the Alte Rouge. We've paired it with fish before. Um, 
goes very well with chicken. Whitefish? Yeah, yeah whitefish. Really? Yeah. If you have fleshier, sort of, really. Yeah, and if you have a, a, a richer, a, sort of a fattier sort of fish, it, it just it goes well. Um, so yeah, it's very versatile. Um, but meat, meat is meat. <laughs> <laughs> meat and good steak. And then a lovely cab. Yes. Yeah. So this is 2015, and uh, 2015, obviously, consider if you look at all the old guys and uh, more, you know. Oh, that is delicious. They they say that 2015 was the perfect vintage. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So we'll we'll see. This is really delicious. I think 17 is very close mm. to that. You um, think? Yeah, I think 16 was more challenging because of the more linear wines that you got. But I think good wine from 2016 will last a really long time. 15 yes. was easy to make a good wine. Yeah. Um, you really had to apply to make a bad wine yes. in 2016. Ach, in 2015. And where 17 has got the richness and voluptuousness of 15, but also the, the sort of linearity of, of 16, which is a good combination for me. I think in the longer run, might be wrong, but maybe 2017 will last a bit longer than 2015. Yeah. Well, to yeah. on that note, it's getting cold and we are pretty much on our time. So thank you very much for your time. Really appreciate sure. it. We are looking forward to your event. End of July. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to so, be fun. yeah, to everyone, those of you that hasn't booked, there's only like a few tickets left if you're in the Joburg area on 24th and 25th of July. We hope to see you there. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or log into www.nicheradio.co.za.